I'll record. Hi, uh, my name is Andy Hahn, and this is a special episode of our podcast, which is going out hopefully all over the world. But this episode is um, one where I'm gonna be doing a demonstration with Heather, who I'm gonna let introduce herself in a second. Um, in fact, I'm gonna let her introduce herself now. So all you need to know about me is, you know, uh, I'm the, the founder of Life-Centered Therapy. And if you know me, that's great. And if you don't know me, you probably know Heather and we'll get to know each other. So Heather, anything you wanna say about who you are and you know, what made you decide to be here today before we actually even start the session? If you want to say anything about yourself, if you don't, that's fine. You sure it's an invitation. Not yeah. It, well, you know, I, there's a lot I could say. <laughs> I'll try to make it brief. But uh, my name is Heather Hilton Hartford. And um, I actually met Andy several years ago, took the course. I went through year one training and almost done with year two. We just have one more weekend left. So um, I do this work myself and it is astounding to me. Um, and I look forward to carrying it on in the future. I'm part of channeling, cha uh, channeling I have my own website called um, commongroundhealing.com. Uh, I, I do readings. Uh, I teach beginner tarot classes. Uh, I do healing circles, um, soul groups. So I wanted to be here today because I really believe in this work. And I would like you all to see a demonstration on how this works. Um, and I know it's going to be a beautiful one. Mm. I can already tell. Beautiful. Me too. It's just the energy is really, really beautiful energy. So what I want to say to whoever's listening, because this may be the first time, or maybe, you know, you've listened to a lot of podcasts, you know, a lot of you may know nothing. But if you know nothing, let's just keep beginner's mind. And beginner's mind says, what is healing? Why do people come for healing? It's very simple. You know, our belief is people only come for one reason, which is that there's something that couldn't be taken in stride or handled. Because if you could take everything in stride and you could handle everything, you might have pain, but you never have pain about the pain. So really, people come because they're suffering. And I would say all suffering is what we call trauma, except our definition of trauma is very simple, which is subjectively something that can't be handled. You know, so there is no one event that would be traumatic for everybody. And for some people, what would be traumatic would not be for others. But it doesn't matter because you're the expert in your own trauma. So what's healing? Healing is simply mastering trauma. That's it. So I don't care why you're coming. It could be, you know, chronic pain or chronic fatigue or depression or anxiety or bad relationships or alienation, or you could have a dream and you sabotage it. Doesn't matter. Um, I think it's all the same thing. Now, how do you master this and it's very easy to say because i'm going to give you the secret to healing because there's only one secret to healing 
when it is that you have some kind of thing that you can't handle and integrate in that moment a sensation is born just like heather was born in a moment the sensation was born in a moment and you could almost say the sensation is to heather as heather is to life because heather thinks she's heather so it has an identity called Heather until she realized she's Heathering, at which point she wouldn't identify with Heather anymore and she'd become a verb. And it's the same thing with all of our own dense energy. It starts, if we think about Einstein, as E as in E equals MC squared. So who we are is E, which is a big number, the speed of light squared. And whenever there's something that can't be handled, it slows down to the tune of speed of light squared and becomes one, which we will feel as a dense energy, like, sick to stomach or headache or tight throat or buzzing outside the body or something. So that leads to one very simple conclusion, which is that every discomfort is a narrative. And every narrative that you can, in any narrative that something can't be handled, there will be an associate, associated discomfort. So all we have to do is this. We have to go from being identified with the discomfort, at which point we will keep living it out over and over and over again, to identifying with the one who's choosing to be the discomfort and witnessing it and holding whoever it is. And as soon as that happens, you go from reliving the thing because you think it's who you are to remembering it. And then you literally bring it back into your community and you say, I know who you are and you're just an experience that's being had, but I'm not you. And then you'll just remember, and it doesn't matter whether it's a bomb going off in Afghanistan and you're a soldier, or your father yelling at you when he never yelled at you before and only yelled at you once in his life, or the worst ritual abuse, it doesn't matter. If you can choose to become the sensation, you'll be free because you won't believe you are it anymore. And then you'll say, and whatever happens then, it's the sensation story, it's not yours. Now we virtually are never in the present anyway, but this is just making it explicit so we can be more free and more in the present. So what I ask, what I'll ask Heather to do is find a sensation and choose to become it, choose to focus so much on that sensation that in a sense, she becomes the sensation. Her new name will be sick to stomach or headache or whatever it is, and then she's gonna to choose to let that sensation share its story through her. It's like, it's now got Heather's mouth. So really what you could say it is, it's like Heather is an actress and she's gonna play a role and the role she's gonna play is in whatever this play is, it's gonna be that sensation's name until the sensation says its name is Charlie, at which point it will be Charlie or you know, her great grandmother or whoever it is. And that's it. So what creates healing is to choose to become the sensation and then to say, I will just witness you and hold you. And all I do as a healer, really, everything else is window dressing, you could say, is I choose to align with Heather who's choosing to align with a discomfort. So I'm gonna to choose to align with Heather aligning with the discomfort. And that helps the process a little bit because insofar as it was Heather's trauma from her point of view, or it was the trauma that was affecting her and not so much affecting me, theoretically, I might be able to do an even better job to hit a higher vibration than Heather does. But basically all I'm gonna do is align with Heather who's chosen to become a sensation. That is everything you need to know.
everything else we'll explain along the way. Is there anything you wanted to share or ask before we shift any of this stuff? I did. I, I do want to share about uh, real quickly about a healing that you actually did on me in my first year training. And I, I, I think this is a really good example because uh, when you checked in with me on what it is, you know, that, that my highest priority intention was for that healing, uh, I listed a bunch of things, but ultimately it wasn't anything on that list. The list was just symptoms of something bigger that I didn't know the name of or what it was. It was a very traumatic event that happened to me when I was younger. And when we discovered, when, when I went in to find the sensation, it was a very tight heaviness in my chest. Like I couldn't take a deep breath. And after, so when I became that and, and we went through the process of the healing, uh, which is something I was very surprised that came up, um, I literally became 10 years old again. And after that healing, and I did the, the intervention, I was able to take a deep breath for the first time since I was 10 years old, for the first time in 40 years. And I had no idea I was short of breath that long. I had no idea that I was, that, that, that I was carrying this in my chest, which I don't know if you call it anxiety or, but this denseness was there and I had no idea it was there, but that was a building block and foundation for me to get through the rest of my healings. And so that was very profound for me because I had no idea that that was sitting there, but to be, to, to realize after 40 years that I have not taken a deep breath and, and I, uh, the rest of the day, I'm like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. So it's a, it's amazing. So it, when you when you do check in, I just wanted to add that sometimes what you do check in with are just symptoms of something bigger. Uh, but it always leads you in the right place. Thank you. That's a, I mean, that story just really touches my heart. And, and I just appreciate you sharing it. The other thing I'll say to you, Heather, I've never had someone do this. I don't think you will either. But, you know, your my job really is to protect you. So if for any reason something comes up here that you don't want to share, A, you can just say you don't want to share it, or B, if it's really, if it comes out and there's something that you really feel like I have to protect the innocent or something, we just won't, you know, show the videotape. So you don't have to worry about, you know, having to do anything you feel uncomfortable with because this is really for you and you've given us a great gift by sharing this because when you do this demonstration like this, you're actually giving a gift to a whole community. Where'd you go? That was weird.
we've lost Heather uh, for the time being. So um, you can just take in all of that and I will share with you uh, when Heather comes back, what we're gonna do and what my invitation is for you if you're watching or listening to this, which is to just really be here fully present, which means you're fully engaged. So you let go of everything else. You're fully open-hearted, which means that you can just be with Heather with anything and you're fully open-minded. It's like uh, wherever she goes, you just say that she's the expert in this and you just open. And then if something gets touched in you, so you get in some way catalyzed into your own work, then of course, just find the sensation, bring all your attention there and let it share. And uh, then worlds will open to you. So we're still waiting for Heather to come back. Um, the other thing is, um, if you wish to do any healing work on a demo, just write me, which is ahan at lifecenteredtherapy.com. And uh, when we can go from there and, you know, if I get too many people, I just muscle test, which I've told you guys about who I'm to work with. Um, and to some degree, it's first come, first serve, because, you know, if I haven't gotten an email from you and several other people have done it, and I'm going to do another demonstration, then clearly we want to do that. So. Meanwhile, what Heather says is very true about um, sometimes what we come in with is the problem. And sometimes it's a symptom of something deeper. And I think we gave you the example before. Oh, Heather's back. So we're gonna take Heather back here and admit her. Hi. Hi. I hope you were still able to save the first part. I think I was. I think we're still recording. I it kept recording all the way through. I didn't realize, oh. you know, for there, people are going to have like a, you know, 15 second, like, if they're listening, they're going to say, where did they go? And where they went is, I don't know where the Heather went. She was gone. She was here and then she was gone. Sometimes that, the energy sometimes gets built up and <laughs> well, messes with my electronics. Yes, well. Maybe that's what we're going to work on. Who knows? So we're going to shift now. And I'll just invite us both to do this because it will help me. Hopefully it will help Heather. And this is how I start with people the first time I see them. And I take a minute, then I shorten it. But really all I want to invite all of us to do is bring ourselves fully here. Which means at this point, bringing your attention from up and out to down and in. So it's like we're gonna pause and shift our attention from outside to our centers. And then I just wanna invite you to take like four or so really deep breaths if you can all the way into the diaphragm. And for this time, what I'll say is as we're doing that, it's like we're breathing in, but we're also opening to all of life. It's also like in a funny way, we're breathing in through the crown of our head. So we open to the animating force of life, which is light. So you might literally feel, you know, see light coming into the crown or feel a tingling or sense of vibration that just fills you. 
but we're also opening to all of life. So even if Heather, which I know she didn't, but even if Heather knew what she wanted to share and knew what she wanted to work on, I would just invite her to go to this deeper place of the part of her that just knows what's true for her and what's most important to share, which could be exactly what she was thinking about. So we're just gonna open to that knowing the part of us just that just knows and opens to everything. And then I just wanna invite you on the out breath to like let yourself, let your body relax and just let yourself have peace so that you can just sit with whatever's here without judging it, without reactivity, just saying, okay, this is what's here. And then what I'd invite you to do, because it really does help um, if this is meaningful to you is just keep your attention going down even further through your torso, through your legs, all the way through the soles of feet. So it's like not only you've centered, you're grounded, you're rooted, kind of like a being a tree. And it's like you send down these roots, which holds mother earth, and then we receive back, we're being held and we receive back this energy that you could experience as sustaining us or nourishing us or nurturing us going back up through the soles of feet and filling you again. And having said that, I just want to invite Heather to tune into the part of her that just knows what's really here and what's important to share, if anything, because there may be nothing that's important to share. And then to the soft voice of the heart. And when we tune into the soft voice of the heart, it's the part of us that is deeper than our sort of ego and our ego gratification that knows when we're aligned with life, what we really desire, what we really aspire to, if we could have, be and have whatever we're intending, even if we're not sure on the surface level that it's possible. So it's the deepest desires and aspirations we have, which obviously could also be that I want my chronic pain to go away or whatever that is. And then the last thing I'd invite you to do, Heather, and all of us to do is when you're sharing, it's almost like you're listening to these voices that says, I know what to share or I know what I desire. So when you're sharing, it's like these deeper aspects of you are sharing through you, with you. And all I want to invite you to do is speak slowly enough that you actually are sharing it with yourself. You're listening to your own words as well as sharing them with me and everybody else. And then whenever you're ready, if there's anything that feels important to share, go for it. And otherwise, all I wanna know is if you could have anything you really desire from our time, what you'd really intend. The first feeling that came up for me was this feeling of, of feeling just very overwhelmed. Um, and I came into this without having an intention in mind because I really wanted it to be authentic and in the moment and really as we connected to bring in what feelings come up in the moment. And just this huge feeling of overwhelmment, <clears throat> sadness. I really want the strength and courage to continue to go through what I'm going through and to continue to grow and heal.
and to feel safe and secure. That's what I'm feeling. So you and I become a team and I'm gonna muscle test, which for those of you who haven't watched that video is just a way of accessing, I think, soul. And you know, what I would say is even for those of us who are like Heather, who have a highly developed intuition, sometimes if we're traumatized enough, it, it acts a little bit like static. So muscle testing for me is just a way of double checking if you really think you know all the answers. And if you don't think you know any of the answers, then it's a way of discovering something that there's no way consciously you could have known. So that's all I'm gonna do. And muscle testing for me, because there are a lot of ways that don't do it is, I'm just gonna tune into Heather, so much so that it's sort of like I become Heather. Just like I'm gonna ask Heather to become a sensation and bring all her awareness there, so much so that she becomes sick to stomach. I just bring all my attention to Heather so much so that it's like I become Heather from the inside out by choice while I'm still being Andy, but I'm gonna to try to identify by bringing my attention there in the same way, you know, that I'd be an actor and that's gonna be my role that I fully embody and enroll myself in. And we can do that because of course in the template, everything is accessible to us, just like cells in our bodies, you know, it's like, everything is there. It's why you can take one and clone a sheep called Dolly from one because all the information's there. It's the same thing with us. So if that doesn't resonate, hopefully what really matters is if this is useful and everything else is just candy for the mind, which is a good thing. Okay. So my muscle testing looks like this. I become a pendulum and my body just moves. So I say, show us a yes and my body just goes forward by itself. Show us a no, it just goes back. And there are a lot of ways to do this, but that way I get to write, and, which is a very good thing because I'll wanna be able to write down exactly what she says sometimes, okay? So five steps, we're gonna find out what her real highest intention is, what the destination is. Is there some clue we need or something we need to do first? Gather information to prepare, which means we're gonna find out where we're gonna go you know, where it originates almost always. And if there's any practices we need, then I invite Heather to drop into a sensation and share whatever comes. Either she'll relive it or she'll see it or she'll, you know, just know it like watching being a character in a play or watching a movie or reading a novel. Did you want to say anything? Yeah, because uh, just talking about, you know, being able to connect with others' energies, I really liked how you explained it to me uh in year one training and I, I i say this all the time to people is we are all little mystical cells of one mystical being and that just made sense to me on how we connect that we're all part little tiny parts of this one whole and there is no time space you know that's all an illusion and that's how we can connect so easily that's true I mean, why I like that metaphor also is you could look at all three trillion of our human cells. You'd never find two that look the same on the surface, just like all of us. But underneath it, we all have the same template and everything has to be happening simultaneously. So I'm glad. Thank you. All right. So we're going to check in and see where we are. 
and I'll just start muscle testing. So we'll find out. One of our gems is we always ask first if the person who is doing the work knows because they're the expert. So, um, so what I would usually do is I would say the one we call Heather, which is you, Heather, do you know the best way to proceed? And we ask you, and it says no, but probably that's just because you're being the client right now. So I'm going to find out. So we're going to do healing work and we're going to do a standard balance. Okay. So we're fully in healing presence, which means we're open to life. We're simply balanced, which means our bodies are ready to do the work. And we're fully checked in. Are we fully checked in? Which says yes, which says that you've said everything I need to know and you need to say so that I can be of service and you can get the healing. All right. So we know you have a highest intention. So let's see if it's what you said. Your highest intention is it any sum or all of what you said? So it's something you said. Is it anything other than what you said? Is it one of the things you said? Is it everything you said? So it's everything you said is the intention, the overwhelm, the sadness and the intention of strength and courage to continue to go through what I'm going through and to grow and heal and to feel truly safe and secure. And uh, I'm gonna see if something's blocking that from happening. If it is, hopefully we can transform it together. So, all right, so that's it. Is it worded exactly correctly? It is, because you get exactly what you asked for. Do we have to refine it at all? We have 100% permission. So it says we have 100% permission. And um, are there any more questions we have to ask there? Like the only one we might have to ask is how would Heather know? But we, we don't have to ask because Heather's going to know. So we're now done with part one. We're gonna, we know what we're going to work on, this overwhelm and sadness. And if something is blocking the strength to really have the courage to continue to go through what I'm going through and to grow and to heal and to feel truly safe and secure. Okay. And we're going to do a standard balance. We're going to do anything else. So that just says that something is blocking Heather, which Heather already knows because Heather is feeling a sense of overwhelm and this, these feelings are arising. Um, and they're apparently about something that couldn't be taken in stride because apparently they're not just about what's happening now. If they were just about what was happening now, it would just tell her to drop into it and let it share. So she's probably remembering something without being aware she's remembering something and that's the deal. So are we gonna work on this directly? It says we're not gonna work on this directly, which means that we either need a clue or we have to do something first. So we're in step two and we're finding out we need to have a clue or we need to do something to prepare to even do this. So does this have what we call the structure of a pattern or patterns? And it says yes. And are there also patterns on it? And it says no. And all that means is that we need a clue of a theme that is what this is. And uh, probably I'm gonna have to find it because most people would have a hard time finding that theme because if they had it, they probably would have said it in the first place. So we're gonna look for some kind of pattern or a universal theme that plays out and over and over and over again, but the underlying structure is the same. Like if you have a loss, the underlying structure is the same, even though the surface of it will be different for all of us. So let's find out what it is. We have three categories of them. We've described those in earlier ones, but you know I'll describe whichever one it is here. So is it single center? It says no. Is it major energetic? It says yes. Is it identity? It says no. And what that means is that she's remembering something, not the way she tried to protect herself from something, which makes sense because the overwhelm is coming up. That's not likely to be a protection, but in this case, it's not. 
and she's in some kind of universal theme like neglect or betrayal or I can't let go or um, something took me over and we have to find out what it is because apparently Heather in order to do the work needs that clue because if she didn't it wouldn't say it so it's in the material realms so I mean, it's in the, it's a, what we call a triple center pattern now or a major energetic pattern. So we're going to find out what it is. So is it in the material realms? It's not in the material realms, which if you know, Heather may not be the most biggest surprise in the world, but it certainly could have been, <laughs> you know, it could have been just a, some kind of awful loss trauma, but it says it's not that. So it's in the non-material realms. So these are stories that are not conventionally, the content of them isn't conventionally a normative Western reality. There's stories of, you know, curses or ghosts or energies that take us over. And, you know, it might be very interesting for Heather, but because um, she's a medium, so it might be interesting whoever this is. But, you know, it's not quite the same thing. But so we know it's non-material. But what I also want to say is, first of all, it doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. It only matters if it's useful. So if you don't believe in the stuff and Heather and you're not feeling overwhelmed and sad anymore, and you feel like you have more courage and strength, you won't care if it's literally true or not. The second thing to say is there are themes here. So like, let's say it was an entity. Well, what's an entity? An entity is some kind of energy that's like draining your energy. Well, that could be your job also. So a job could be an entity. I mean, you say, oh my God, it's really true. It's like this thing is sucking the life out of me. And it will tell you that the job is an entity. So it's, but it also might be a little gerbil that no one else can see but Heather. And Heather will say, oh my God, this is gerbil. And it's like, like fighting me. Both of them count. So we're gonna find out what it is. So <clears throat> we get to the right answer, we go backwards. Here we go. Entity. Well, it's not an entity. Ghost, not a ghost. Curse, no. Superimposition, no. Extraterrestrial. It's something extraterrestrial. That's interesting. So extraterrestrial, Heather needs a clue that there's something extraterrestrial, which just means there's something that isn't of this world that's equaling her overwhelm and sadness and whatever keeping her from this strength and courage. And there are several kinds of these stories. Mostly we're human in these stories. Sometimes we are the being from the other dimensions. If we're human, they tend to be stories about abductions because it's traumatic. So of course you'd feel overwhelmed and you would say, I can't, I can't handle the situation. Or there are stories of walk-ins, which means somebody comes in, but not by your choice and sort of takes over your body and pushes you aside. Or they can be stories of things like not only abductions, but like being operated on. So there are all kinds of extraterrestrial stories. And sometimes we're the extraterrestrial in the story, at which point, you know, we end up here and say, I didn't think I signed up for this or something awful happened in my journey or like this place is like overwhelming because like, everybody where I was from where there was this peace and tranquility and now I'm in this craziness and you know and something would be overwhelming for you as the extraterrestrial so and that that can include like angels or gods and goddesses stuff like that too yes yeah for sure extraterrestrials can be et just not in this yeah it's yeah it could be gods and goddesses it can be angels it can be everything so, so thank you Heather for bringing that up um so sure, it could be that too. All right, so let me find out if she needs to know anything more about this to, or we have to 
make her sensation deeper by having her say something out loud. So do we? So it says that she doesn't need anything more, that she just needed the clue that in some way this story involves something that for her is going to be extraterrestrial, whether it's literally that she is an extraterrestrial or an angel, at which point she might have been you know, gods and goddesses certainly can be traumatized if you think about myth. And even angels, there are things called fallen angels and, you know, angels can fall through dimensions if they forget for a second that their responsibility is just to hold people with love. And if they try to fix things, they can often like uh, get very dense. So it could be any of these things. Or she could be human and being in relationship with other those things in some way that was overwhelming or didn't allow for courage. Or, we don't know. All right, so that's what, but we know there's something extraterrestrial. So is the next thing to do to get information about stories? So that's interesting. So um, we're gonna go someplace to root cause, but Heather, you don't need any clues, which is very unusual. Usually at least tells you whether it's in this lifetime or in a past life that's genealogical or karmic or whatever it is, but you don't need a clue, which is, like I said, very unusual. So wherever it sends you is where you're going to be because it is a narrative. So let's find out. So we don't need any more information about stories. So the next thing we're going to find out about is about practices. Are there any practices to find now? And it says no. So that just means if we're going to find one, we'll find it later or just finding the story will be enough. So now we have to find out how we're going to get there. And the most typical way we're going to get there is through a sensation. So are we going to get there through a sensation? The reason we use sensation and not hypnosis is if we do hypnosis, we're regressing Heather someplace. But all we ask Heather to do is become a witness and be with someone who's here right now or something that's here right now. So there's no regression. There's just the choice to become whoever is the one who's traumatized. And they're here right now anyway. And you're going to become them. So Heather isn't the client. Heather is just the one who's going to scan. All right, so when we get there through a sensation, do anything deep and amplify, set up our transpersonal questions? No. So we don't have to do any of those things, which I would explain, but we don't have to. And again, I'll, and there are no practices. So we're now going to say, is it fully available? Or in our words, we'd say, is Heather in state? But that just means who this is is fully available to her. And it says yes. So all I want you to do, Heather, is just fully allow like you are right now, the sense of overwhelm and whatever this sadness is and whatever might block you from having the strength and courage to really go through what you're going through right now and to heal and grow, whatever might be blocking you from feeling fully safe and secure and whatever is traumatizing you about something that isn't of this world in some way. And as you're allowing all that, which you are right now, all I want you to do is scan your body and tell me what you're noticing. And again, that could be any kind of sensation at all to scan and tell us. There's this sort of pressure in my throat. I don't know if it's tightness, but it, it just feels like pressure. It's all around my throat area. And is that really the predominant place where your attention is going? The pressure around the throat? It went right there first. It went right there as far as um, I wouldn't, it doesn't feel like something's squeezing it. It just feels blocked. Okay. So almost like I've got this elongated long collar around my neck or something. Exactly right. So what I would usually do is I would just say to Heather, 
Choose to become, bring all your awareness to pressure around throat, so much so that you're becoming it. Uh, and then just share whatever you come to share about this sadness and whatever's blocking you and uh, where you're beginning and what's happening, except Heather's already there in that elongated, whatever's going on that's elongated, because that's exactly right, because it muscle tests really strong. So keep sharing with us wherever you are. So there's something that's like something around your throat and your throat is elongated and. I just feel like I, I don't recognize my body. Like my body feels so different. Mm -hmm. yeah. It feels like I, I, I'm having a hard time recognizing that's right. I feel like I have really, really big eyes. Yeah. Um, um, I want to say tall white. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm in charge. I have this responsibility to my family. They're all my family. That's right. That's right. It feels like a lot of pressure because thing, things are happening. Yeah. And I can't protect everybody. That's right. I just don't know what to do. I, I, I'm being strong and inside it's just really, really scary. But I have to be strong because if I'm not strong, it, they'll be scared. It has something to do with the, the planetary system. It has something to do with Earth, with the danger of Earth and the and something going on with Earth to where it could affect the planetary system. Yeah. I choose I choose to go there to save my people, but I don't want to go. I know how much I'm going going to suffer for them and I'm, and I'm going to be strong and keep it inside and do what I have to do because this is so important. They know I'm going. I just be, I feel like I go, I, I see a sort of shooting through the system, solar system, like the stars are flying by me, it goes really quickly. But then I get this overwhelming sense of 
sadness and and I don't want to do this but it's my job and I miss them terribly and I know they visit me but I can't see them and I can't talk to them because it's not the same that's right like it's like my I can't I can't release that to open up to that connection for some reason Mm -hmm. it's like a sacrifice that I had to make that's right as a healer of this planet that's right and it's it's a lot it's too much it just I need to find the strength to encourage to keep to stay on my mission but I don't know what that mission is here. I know it's painful, but it's also very gratifying and blissful at times. I just don't know where to go from here. picked up a moldavite the other day mm-hmm. I put it sort of in a glass jar and I haven't really connected with it I'm not I don't I don't know if I'm afraid to or if it's I don't know what's keeping me from connecting with this am I supposed to am I not supposed to I don't know I don't have all the answers and that's okay. It's just, it would help to have some more answers. I just want to tell them that I miss them very much and I'm And I don't regret it. I don't regret the decision that I made. There's a lot that I'm carrying inside that I just, that needs to be let out. It's the grief. It's the fear. It's the, you have to keep my courage and my strength and be here as long as I can. That's it. Be here as long as I can. Do not give up. I already feel this releasing this there's a release around my throat. It's like it went from being really stretched to now feeling sort of normal again. Mm -hmm. There's just still this lump of sadness. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting with that right now. 
doesn't help to carry that it's that's just that's the past i have to live in the now one day at a time one minute at a time and not think about the past and what i've lost or what was because this is meant to be and i'm grateful to be in the position that i'm in i'm I'm blessed to be able to do what I do. And I can feel their love and gratitude and support. That's what I need to focus on. The lump is gone. I just got a little bit of heaviness in my chest now. So I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit with that. This is about me. This is how I feel about myself. Like my heart is belongs to everybody else. But I I need it. I can't leave myself with nothing. Knowing who I am, remembering who I am, being who I am, and being proud of myself and loving myself. That's going to take some work. I can do it. It's not, it's actually getting stronger. It's not going away. Maybe fear. Maybe like I don't deserve it. Fear of failure. I don't want people mad at me. I don't want anybody mad at me. Not just people. Because that makes me feel unworthy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's lightening up now. The feeling of being unworthy. Like I'm unworthy of this challenge, unworthy of this job.
that I wouldn't be in this position if I wasn't worthy of it. I think that's it. I'm not sure. Um, should we find out? I think that's it. Is that part of the story? No. So we'll find out. Yes, yeah, so do you have the whole story? It says you have the whole story. Now let's see if any of those need practices at all. They may or they may not, or tears may need to say something. I don't know. But we'll find out. So we find out about practices, particularly unworthy, because you know, it sounds like you were accepting it. And if you're accepting it, then unworthiness just turns into its wonderful higher vibration called humility, which is a great thing. That, and they're, they're tears of joy, which is interesting. Yeah. So, and I'm not sure where the joy is coming from, but they're tears of joy along with the feelings and sensations that I, were getting, I was getting. So I think it's all, it's all connected. Even though we have pain and sorrow and fear, there's still joy. Mm. And that just came together. Yeah. 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 Very powerful. Why don't you just hang out there for a second if tears, whatever they are, of joy or whatever they are, just why don't you check, we'll say tears, is there anything more you want to share right now since you're here? And there may not be, just check for them. Can you teach us tears? not to hold them back mm. because tears cleanse the soul you know, I always say that and it's true whether it is joyful or sadness or fear any kind of emotion the tears tears are a gateway to cleansing the soul but it's also the tears are saying Even though you feel like you may be going through some of the toughest shit of your life and you're in the biggest shit storm ever, we're still here protecting you and loving you and find that feeling that's there along with the pain because you don't ever have pain without joy in there somewhere. You just have to feel it. Yeah. That's so we have the whole story, yes. And are there any more practices now? And tears, you've shared what you need to share. All right, do we have to make any connections between the story and the intention, which we probably won't? Yeah, because it's really crystal clear. So let's see if you balance the original intention. Balance the original intention 100% on all levels. It says, yes, should we check levels? Shall we check the intention? No, shall we check your field? It still says yes. So why don't you tell us what's happened to the feeling around throat um, that you were telling us about sort of like speak it's speaking my truth um that was one of the things that i thought about before this session is that is you know 
going through the divorce process and standing up for myself and speaking my truth mm -hmm. and how I sort of feel like that's something I'm pushing through right now yeah. to, to do what's best for me, even though I want to protect everybody else. Yeah. So I'm working on finding my voice and my power and my strength to do what's right for me, even though I still love everybody else immensely. I cannot take care of anybody else if I can't take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right, let's find out. Are there any lessons, a lesson to learn? Um, so it says you have to learn some kind of lesson and articulate it. Let's find out. Do you, shall I find out, find out how many? Is it one? All right, let's find out. Do you find, will I find it? Well, I know it's in my consciousness. Something like that. Why don't you go back inside and ask the question about Moldavite again without having the, uh, around the tightness around your throat. Just tune in and ask what you didn't know when you really tune into what's my relationship with this Moldavite that I picked up. And see, to see what what's it? What, what, what was the question again? You said you picked up this piece of Moldavite, right? Yeah, yeah, was, okay. That person said, you know, I don't know what to do with it. What's, um, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. I don't have the answers to what to do with it. I don't know if it would help or not. I don't know any of these things. I forgot what? about that. What? I forgot about that. Yeah. That I said that, yeah. So why don't you just ask the question to the part of you that just knows and then knows what you want to do. What about this piece of multilite that I picked up? It's, it's speaking to, I'm looking at it right now. This is my third, my third piece of Moldavite that I've bought, and they're not cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've given them away mm -hmm. to other people, mm -hmm. and this one wants to form a relationship with me. And I think I I need to I need to form a relationship with it. Yeah. And not fear the pain of loss or disconnection or fear the overwhelming power I may get from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to work with you. Mm. I'm supposed to put it under my pillow tonight. Is can you muscle test that? Can I? Content? You are? Yeah. You know. Okay. You want some reassurance? It said I could do it. But you can always trust what you know. I needed the reassurance too. I just, you know. The confirmation of what I'm hearing. No. Okay. Um, let's see if there's anything else. 
So we have all the lessons. We ask a whole bunch of questions at the end to make sure you've got it and can live it. And they're everything from, you know, would something unravel the work or has the work been so powerful that you need to recenter or do you need a way to remember it? Or, you know, what I could imagine, except I'm going to be, I'm going to be very curious, but I don't think they're going to have you do this something called future pacing, which would be to say, what would it be like if you already are living this thing, but I think you're going to go into discovery process. So I don't think we're going to be doing that. Um, I don't either. So we ask all those questions. Are there any of them? Nope. Uh, is it fully? Oh, you have to affirm this. So if you want this to work, you have to make a covenant with yourself from your heart about whatever you're agreeing to and whatever consequences you're living to willing to live with. If you uh, want to say yes to whatever it is you think happened today in your own words from your heart. Wow, that's true because I, I, when you say it when, and when you put it into words, I just get this anxiety now. So I do need to, Yeah. I need to commit to it. I agree to commit to taking care of myself, finding my voice. I commit to not allowing fear or sadness or feeling of being overwhelmed to keep me from my path and my journey. And I will face whatever, whatever comes before me, I will face it and handle it with dignity and grace, but with an open voice. And I will accept the consequences of that because they will be short-lived. I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it fully affirmed? Yeah, that's like really, really powerful. Yes. I mean, like, like falling into the computer screen. All right, so you. I'm actually going to write that down on a piece of paper and hang it on my wall. Good. Well, you'll have a tape of it, so you can get it exactly if, but you'll remember. You won't even remember. All right, so you were here for help and health or higher self or whoever's here in service. Is there anything more for this one, for the one who is sharing that story, and for all before we leave this work? No. So, is the work on this complete, and is it done, and is there anything else? So is our work complete for now and we're done for now. So that was really, well, thank you for giving us this amazing gift. So why don't you take a second, Heather, and if there's anything more you wanna share about what's touched you or about what you wanna remember about what it was like or what it was like doing it in this context, or if there's anything you wanna share, just check in. And if there's nothing, you can just sit. It's fascinating to me just I know we talk a lot about synchronicities and and signs and lately have been there's been a lot of conversation about ETs and tall whites and um, I actually had a healing before where I was a tall white. I had no idea it was going to be something like this. I thought there was a trauma past trauma that I needed to heal. Of course, there this is a past trauma, but it's absolutely nothing that I thought of 
but it resonates so strongly. And I'm really looking forward to watching the video because I don't remember everything I said. Um, but I feel very powerful now when before this session I was feeling pretty overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But now I know what I have within me and what I'm capable of. And I just feel this sense of relief and, and happiness and hopefulness. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. You gave everybody a great gift. Um, what I'd say to you is it's worth it just to check in to see, like, because uh, otherwise you hit a new uh, plateau and then you might forget. So I would just check in because you know how overwhelmed you've been, even if you weren't aware consciously, and just see if that's changed. Just assume nothing's different, sort of like the null hypothesis. And, you know, for about 15, 20 seconds at the end of the day, saying, am I feeling less overwhelmed? And am I feeling more like I can live whatever this truth is with courage and uh, strength? It's a great thing. And the only other thing I'd say to you is, um, I think this was deeply, deeply personal work. And I think it's the work for, uh, on one level for everyone, because everyone is going through on some level what you're saying, I believe. And certainly I would say, uh, I've seen so many women who have very similar uh, sessions, although the content is different, but about saying, you know, I have to live my truth and I have to speak my voice, you know. So it's not particular to women, obviously, but it's so much up right now. So. Anyway, I think you gave us all a gift and um, and you gave everyone how to get in touch with you and uh, they would be lucky to find you if they feel called to it. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. This was a great joy and we will talk soon. And I'm yes. going to the video now. And you're going to end the video. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye.